The Holy Gospel according to Matthew, the 11th chapter. Jesus spoke to the crowd, saying, To what will I compare this generation? It is like children sitting in the marketplaces and calling to one another. We played the flute for you, and you did not dance. We wailed, and you did not mourn. For John came neither eating nor drinking, and they say, He has a demon. The Son of Man came eating and drinking, and they say, Look, a glutton and a drunkard, a friend of tax collectors and sinners. Yet wisdom is vindicated by her her deeds. At that time, Jesus said, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and the intelligent and have revealed them to infants. Yes, Father, for such was your gracious will. All things have been handed over to me by my Father, and no one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son and anyone to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. Come to me, all you that are weary and are carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. This is the Gospel of the Lord. My dear brothers and sisters, I bring you grace and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, as Rachel just shared with us and as we just sang, um, in today's gospel, we hear the following famous words from Jesus. Come to me, all you that are weary and are carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Now, we've been celebrating the 4th of July this weekend, and those words of Jesus reminded me of some other iconic words connected to our national identity. They're words connected to a famous landmark in our country, which echo, in a way, these words of Jesus. If you were here in the sanctuary, I would ask if anyone had an idea about what words I am thinking of. Since you are not here, I will tell you. What I'm thinking of are a couple of lines from a poem connected to the Statue of Liberty. The poem is a sonnet called The New Colossus and was written by a Jewish woman named Emma Lazarus. It's it's most famous for these two of its 14 lines. Give me your tired, your poor, your huddled masses yearning to breathe free. The wretched refuse of your teeming shore, send these, the homeless, tempest-tossed to me. I lift my lamp beside the golden door. In the poem, Lazarus gives these lines to the actual Statue of Liberty, who with silent lips and with her beacon hand glows a worldwide welcome as the mother of exiles. It doesn't take much of a stretch to imagine this mighty woman, the Statue of Liberty, saying words similar to Jesus. Come, welcome. Here you will find rest. Here you will find peace. Here you will find opportunity. This connection between Jesus' words and this poem, prompted clearly by the fact that we are celebrating the 4th of July this weekend, got me thinking about where we find ourselves as a country in this year, in 2020. And so this morning, I want to do a little meditation on this theme of where we find ourselves and how we got here. And I want to do it as a kind of sermon with a soundtrack, with the help of our guest trumpet player, Charles Lazarus, who at a few points during the message will offer a kind of musical interpretation of our journey over the last few centuries. 
So we start at the beginning, or at least with the event that gives us the reason for the 4th of July as the date to celebrate our independence. And that event, of course, was the ratification of the Declaration of Independence. That document sets out the reasons for the colonists' demand to become independent from the rule of Great Britain. The second sentence famously reads, we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. That has been called by one person, one of the best known sentences in the English language, and another person has said it contains the most potent and consequential words in American history. It has become a universally known statement on human rights. So the country, our country, begins with a clarion call for a new beginning, with a bright and pure vision for a new kind of experiment in democracy and equality for all. That vision for a new kind of future might be expressed musically through a fanfare, which signals the start of something true and beautiful and good. Maybe something like this. this beautiful vision for a new and different kind of future, a nation, in the words of Lincoln, conceived in liberty and dedicated to the proposition that all men are created equal, was corrupted by a kind of cancer at its heart from the beginning. Woven into the very fabric of the country was what we might call the original sin of the American experiment, slavery. And by the last third of the 19th century, that cancer had metastasized into the Civil War, our country's bloodiest and most deadly conflict. And so as a country not even a century old, we had reason to mourn. Not only those honored dead who gave their last full measure of devotion during that war, but to mourn a kind of loss of innocence and the dashed hopes of the original bright vision of the Declaration of Independence. And so as a country, we grieved. trauma and devastation of the Civil War, however, did not destroy the country. We moved beyond it, 
and into Reconstruction, then to the Gilded Age and into the early years of the 20th century, which ushered in the First World War, the Roaring Twenties, and the Great Depression. And then as a country, we came together in a profoundly significant and important way during World War II. Now, I don't want to glamorize um, violence here or war, but in that war, the Allied forces, which came to be led by the United States in important ways, really were on the side of the good. And we helped to save the world from what might otherwise have been a dark and dismal future. And so we responded with all our resources and might and marshaled our forces during the world's time of need. to today. And it strikes me that during 2020, we are being invited into a time of reflection and listening and prayer in our country, a time during which we can be honest not only about things we rightly celebrate about this great, great country of ours, and there are many things to celebrate, but also to reflect deeply on the wounds and pain and grief that our country has also caused to help us do this, to help us pause to reflect and listen and pray for a brief moment here, Chuck is going to play a small portion of a longer piece that was actually composed specifically for him by St. Paul composer Steve Heitzig called American Nomad. Chuck actually premiered this piece with the Minnesota Orchestra five years ago, and I would encourage you to find it online and listen to the whole thing because it so beautifully represents a kind of journey across America in time and space and celebrates the diversity of cultures that constitute our country. This particular portion that he's going to play, a kind of musical prayer from the second movement, was written as a way to remember all those who have struggled and lost their lives as the country grew, including those who lost their lives as slaves. Again, this is from American Nomad. So a final word here. We come to church, obviously, not to get history lessons about our country, but to hear a word about the God who created us, who saved us, and who sustains us. We come week after week and year after year to be reminded of the truth of the resurrection, which means, among other things, that there is always hope. 
For the last few weeks, we've been using as a blessing in our worship services a passage from Paul's letter to the Romans where he says famously, For I am convinced that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. What Paul is reminding us in these words is that nothing, nothing, nothing can separate us from God's love thanks to Jesus. So even if this year feels a little less celebratory than some 4th of July's, we still live with hope. There is always hope. This is the message of many gospel and spiritual songs, which are America's particular contribution to Christian song. And so to bring us back where we began, remember Jesus' words, Come to me, all, that you, all you that are weary and are carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. I thought we might conclude with a gospel song based on those words, Lay my burden down. On this 4th of July, may God help us to lay our burdens down, not only as individuals, but as a country. And I will leave the final word to Chuck. Thank <laughs> you.